Welcome to Intrepid HR Radio, the voice of today's human resources professional, broadcasting live from Las Vegas and the 18th Annual HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Our Vegas coverage is made possible by Dovetail Software. Dovetail's Employment Engagement Suite is a SaaS-based human resource help desk and case management solution to manage and track real-time employee interactions with HR. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Rayan Thorne. All right, welcome back to Intrepid HR Radio, broadcasting live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and HR Tech. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Rayanne Thorne. Boy, off and running, big time, day off three. Off and running, D- day three, well underway now. Thanks, Todd. Happy to be here. So excited to have the Intrepid Now team in the Dovetail booth, 1944. Come on over if you want to see the action. I cannot believe we're already into day three. Is having a good time. Some great conversation so far. Yeah, it's only going to get better now, too. I agree. Well, our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> promises to be very interesting as well. Before we go there, however, a quick shout out to Dovetail Software, our sponsor. Absolutely. Dovetail Software, empowering HR. And what that means is we are all about employee engagement. We want HR to be able to have those necessary real-time conversations with their employees. It changes how the employee feels. It changes everything that has to do with the organization. We know if an employee is happy, the organization has a better chance of being successful. Outstanding. Well, we're grateful to Dovetail for making and at HR Possible. Let's get to our guest. We're joined now by Jason Lauritsen, Director of Best Places to Work for Quantum Workplace. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, the pleasure is ours. Thanks for carving out some time to join us. I know you're awfully busy here at HR Tech. Before we get into our conversation, Jason, take a few minutes and walk us through a bit about you and your background, and then tell us about Quantum Workplace. So I don't. What's what's the short version? I, I I get I get described as a lot of different things. The nicest thing is usually like a, a workplace evangelist. I guess is what I get called a lot. I um, my background is a mixture of early career with sales and then into recruiting and then through recruiting I found my passion for kind of people and organizations and the dynamics that exist there. So I spent ten years leading corporate HR teams and then uh, I got rejected by the corporate system, spit me back out. <laughs> Turns out. I'm better on the outside advising than I am on the inside, and so um, found my way to an awesome organization in Quantum Workplace that sort of aligned with me both philosophically and I think on a values level in terms of what we believed. So got a great home. Um, I, outside of this work, I also do a lot of speaking, which is where people know know me from. I, I make part of my living as a professional speaker talking about talent and leadership. But at Quantum, the reason it was a great fit is here's an organization that our tagline is make work awesome, which made sense to me for a long time because I, I care about workplaces and I care about the experience employees are having and making work awesome made sense. And so what we do is we build technology tools to activate employee voice. So, um, employee engagement surveys, we have a performance uh, review and recognition product, we have a a social exit survey product, but all designed to help employers take the voice of the employee to improve the employee experience because when work is more awesome, results are more awesome. So that's what we do. Love awesome work. So HR Tech, you're here, 18th annual conference. Do you know how many times you've been? This is only my second trip. Oh, so, second trip. Okay. So did you come into this particular conference with a certain set of expectations? Well, I mean, the, the I guess my biggest expectation coming in here was to try to, I guess, evangelize, evangelize a little bit about our good word. We present, sure. presented a session yesterday. We invited 
um, three colleagues that have, are doing the work at Best Places to Work to come in and share part of their story. And our session, interestingly, was probably one of the few sessions that had nothing to do with technology. It had everything to do with culture and workplace and sort of what really matters um, in, in that. And so we talked about some interesting themes there and we highlighted some great stories to inspire people, get your, you know, get your strategy straight, understand what you're trying to do, and then apply technology to that. So, so for me, it was more evangelism, I guess. My other expectation is to kind of get a, you know, this show is a great place to get a feel for what's happening. Right. You know, what are people talking about? Like, you would think mach machine learning is sort of the takeaway for me is that that's the new buzzword this year. I don't even know what it is, but everybody <laughs> seems to be talking about it um, as if it's this new common thing. So I, I'm glad you brought that up because the last two days we've been hearing a lot about employee engagement mm -hmm. and big data, things that we've been talking about all, all along for the last four to five years. Now, all of a sudden, we're talking about machine learning. And you have no idea what it is. Now I'm going to have to go look it up and yeah. having missed that session. So. I, I, tweet, I tweeted out the Wikipedia uh, <laughs> definition of it this morning because I'm like, I've heard it so often that it, you'd, you'd come to believe that it must be this, you know, it must be this sort of common thing. And really, it's just a new snazzy name for predictive analytics or okay. algorithms or whatever. Okay. And I'm like... Why do we have to buzzword this up any <laughs> further? Can't we just talk about was, what we're doing? That was the yeah. question I was going to ask you. Why do we get hung up on those kinds of things when at the end of the day, we ought to be stripping down the focus to making our organization a best place to work? And, and we're still, we get so caught up in the latest thing and the trend. Our last guest on this show said, I don't like talking about trends. Yeah. What's, what, and I don't like talking about really new innovation. I want to focus on what we're do, currently doing, making it better. Yeah. And I feel like that needs to be a bigger focus. Uh, I, was in, I was struck by uh, you, you using the, the phrase employee experience. Uh, that's something we've talked about a bit here on the show. Mm -hmm. I think it's something we ought to talk a lot more about. Why is that so important to an organization? Well, I, I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what matters is, is we can, you know, we, we've, we've gotten in this world of big data. Like I sat this morning in this, in the, uh, the session about the awesome new technologies. And there was a couple like Vizier, I think Vizier does some awesome stuff. Right. It's amazing technology, right. but like if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't know that they were actually talking about human beings, right? I think we, we've gotten so caught up in big data and analytics that we forget that at the end of the day, this is about people with dreams and aspirations and emotions and lives that are showing up every day to try to create something of value, to find meaning, to you know, have purpose in their life to make some money. I mean, that's why we show up and it's the experience they have has huge impact on this. I, I there's a session I do about engagement uh, at, at conferences and in trainings where I always start out by having people envision sort of remember like their very worst job experience, like when they were way out of whack. And then I have them remember when they were most in love with their job. And I ask them some questions about the quality of their work and uh, what they were taking home. And, and it's like immediate people are like, well, yeah, I was doing better work. I was more creative. I was taking positive stuff home when I was in love with my job. When I wasn't, it was the opposite. It's like, we know this. It's so obvious and it's so fundamental. And yet we seem to forget, like, that's what matters. That's what ex employee experience does. We don't need a business case to tell us that we do better work when we're having a better experience at work. Do you feel like trends get in the way of that? I mean, do we, do we listen to the buzzwords and it drives us away from what's really important? I, I think trends can be distracting. We talk about trends too. I think trends are important to pay attention to in so much as there's legitimate things happening that are changing, you know, changing what we should be doing or what should we should be focusing on. I think what ends up happening is, is 
what we call trends sometimes is, you know, it is just a repackaging of something we already know. Right. right. And so th I think that's where sometimes what we're packaging as trends aren't really trends. It's just putting a new name on something we already knew. All right. Jason, Rayanne, and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Intrepid HR Radio is brought to you by Dovetail Software. Making real-time employee engagement a reality for today's busy HR department. Learn more at dovetailsoftware.com. That's dovetailsoftware.com. And now back to our live coverage from HR Tech, the conference for today's talent management professional. Here's Todd and Rayanne. All right, and we're back with Jason Lauritsen, Director of Best Places to Work for Quantum Workplace. Jason, you were in the corporate world for a while. Um, what... What responsibility does HR, the human resources department within an organization, do they hold a great deal of responsibility when it comes to the happiness of the employee, the employee engagement, the employee experience? I want to say, I mean, yes, and yes in, the, in a very, in the most practical sense. And I think, yes, the reason I say that is that because we have, I think, so many managers and leaders who have been trained to think that their job is about managing processes and, and creating efficiencies and all of that, that if there's not a voice for the employee, right. for the employee experience, if HR isn't advocating, then it likely isn't going to happen. Um, I hope that there comes a day when leadership is sort of, you know, that we start defining leadership and teaching leaders um, to remember that it is actually about the experience you are creating and that you're leading people and it's about hearts and minds and all of that, that HR doesn't have to carry that banner. But I think today we, we sort of have to in HR. Otherwise, I think some of that gets lost. We get distracted by all the other noise that we have going on and the, the hum that is our day-to-day -day When we talk management. about attrition and you know, lack of retention of the, the quality talent, where, where can we start to really start to solve those issues, those problems that, that can happen within an organization? Then it becomes, you know, it almost becomes epidemic. Yeah. So. I, well, I, this is what we talked about. What we, what we highlighted in our session yesterday is that as we've been, you know, we look at, at trends that we come, come back, trends back to this word, but we look at, you know, sort of what, what do we see in our data every year? We do an analysis of best places to work, and then we talk to best places to work, and really there's three common threads that we see pulled through all of these, these organizations, and they're pretty simple. It's clarity, um, which is about reducing the level of uncertainty for employees, making sure that they are clear about expectations and company, what's happening and where we're going and all that. Connection with their their colleagues and their leaders and love that they feel appreciated and recognized. And I mean, those are fundamental that if you think about it, it's, it's the same thing fundamentally that we want out of every relationship. And I think that's, if we redefine and understand the employment relationship is a, is a relationship and peel that back. And it's not any different than any other relationship in our lives. We, we expect the same kinds of things. We want to build trust and affection and all of those things. We, we need that and we get that. And the, and the best places to work are the places that do that. They right. talk about their workplace as family. They use the word love to talk about um, their coworkers and their work and their organization. So I think if we get back to that, that would have a huge difference. I, I had an experience when, with an organization a while back and I gathered my team around me. I had probably 13 direct reports and I said, told them, I want you guys to know that I... I lead with love, mm -hmm. you know, and their faces were 
Yeah. What, what does that mean? What is, wait, what does that mean? I feel yeah. weird now. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, it means that I care about you. I care about your experience. I want you to enjoy your work and we need to work together. We need to talk to make sure that that is happening. Yep. And I don't think enough of that is happening. I don't know how, I don't know how not to be like that. Yeah. Right. I have to be nurturing and maybe it's the mother in me, but I think other people can, can do that, can embrace that, can figure it out and understand that employees do need that very much like a regular, every other relationship in your life. Right. And we know that we know that, you know, things like you, you have to, in, in our personal lives, we learn you trust first to be trusted. You respect right. first to be respected, right. but the organization flipped that over somewhere along the line. I think we got very lazy in the age of, especially with the baby boomer, where the numbers were tipped so highly that the organizations yep. didn't have to do that. It's like, you're going to trust us because you have to. And if you don't, then you can move along and there's somebody else to fill your spot. And there's no trust back. Right. No, there wasn't. They never an, trust the employee. Whereas now, I mean, as a, as an individual leader, I have always, said, and even when I was in HR, I was, I will always prioritize the need of the individual over the need of the organization. Because if I care for that person and I make sure they're whole and they're taken care of that, that that's what generates that relationship. Then they're going to care and be loyal and respect and trust us, me, the organization. So I think that's, like I said, it's basic fundamentals. And I don't know how, you know, I don't know what technology does that. I think that's a human, that starts with a human thing and then there are technologies that can aid you in doing that. Right. I've always wanted to ask this question. I think I finally have someone I can, I can pose it to. I, you will frequently see an organization promote, we've been named a top 10 best place to work or mm -hmm. top 20 or whatever. I always worry about that because I worry that is the organization making that determination? Are they doing it right? Is it legitimate? Is the organization who is competing to be a best place to work, are they checking off a checklist to say, all right, we've done these 10 things, so now we're a best place right. to work? How legitimate are those? And, and is that something that people can really rely on and trust? Because is, I worry it's just a marketing ploy. Sure. I, and that's a great question. I think... I, First off, it's just like it's just like anything else. If you're an employee looking at those, you know, when it's listed, do your homework. Go see how that list was generated. Is it a, a list that they are they just calling themselves the best place to work? Were they named by that? You know, our our the way we run our programs, we we really feel good about the model we use because our, our lists are determined strictly based on what we think matters most, which is the voice of the employee. So we're doing surveys of their employees, and we take that very seriously, that the, the best places to work on our list are there because their employees said they were a best place to work compared to other, other organizations. I do think that there are some, some lists that you know, maybe aren't as reputable. So you got to do your homework. How does it work? How does it get done? But I think most of the big ones, I, I have a ton of respect for Great Place to Work Institute, even though they are a competitor of ours, but I respect what they do. They created this business. Um, but I think that's important. I also would say there are, I mean, we know that a lot of people get into the best place to work competitions because of employer brand, right? They want to differentiate. And so I don't know that they always come in because they care deeply about their culture or the employee experience. It's because they really need a, a boost. But one thing I learned a long time ago in my HR career even is I gave up on caring about whether people are doing the right things for the right reasons. If they're doing it and they're making their workplace better and they're, they're, they're trying to create a better experience, even if it's for a reason that I don't think is the smartest reason, if it's making it better for the employees, I think that's a win. It's okay with me. So second, second year here. Mm -hmm. um, will this be a habit for you? Is this an important conference to attend and, and why? You know, it's interesting. I, I think it's an important conference to attend, I think, for us as an organization. Um, for me, 
Honestly, I like, I, I, and you picked up, you probably picked up on, on this through this. I, I'm a technology geek. I love, right. I love technology. This, this, the, the dialogue here is a little bit interesting to me because what I care about more than that is impact and sort of the, the, you know, what are, what's really happening culturally and in the organization, those dynamics. So I like being here for that purpose. I hope that they'll continue to let me um, share content because I'd like to continue to contribute that, that kind of narrative to this discussion so we don't lose track of what we're trying to do and why we're trying to do it. But it's also, it's a great way to stay in touch with what's happening and what our buyers are hearing. And, you know, I, I got to be ready to talk about machine learning when I'm talking to clients because they're going to hear it from how many vendors here, right? And, right? and the cloud and what all this say, like you got to be plugged in. So I think this is a great place to come and kind of get in touch with what's happening in the industry. So I like being here and, and I get to see like a billion members of my network. Right, so it's right. a convergence point. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, what's next, both for you and Quantum Workplace? Um, I, you know, this is a, a great time of year where we, we start to, to do some planning and get ready for next year like many do. Um, we're really excited about, you know, we've got, you know, our, our, our core business historically has been our survey business, but we have two sort of up and coming products, one called Goalpost, which is, is trying to solve for, provide an alternative to the traditional performance appraisal, something that works better, uh, that includes a peer recognition component. We also are really excited about our YGO product, which is a social exit survey um, that we're finding great results with our clients. So seeing, you know, investing there, trying to get that word out and seeing some, seeing that growth happen, it's just been a, it's been a roller coaster. We expect next year to be continue to ride on the roller coaster. So we're excited and I, and I'm excited to, to continue to be out there talking about stuff like culture and best places to work, spreading the good word. So outstanding. Well, Jason, we're out of time before I let you go. How can people contact you? Should they have questions and where can they learn more about all the work that you're doing? Well, quantumworkplace.com is the, the fastest play place, or you can, you know, plug my name into Google. You'll find about a billion different ways to reach <laughs> me. Jasonlortzen.com is another place to find me, but it's it, not, not hard to track me down. So perfect. All right. Jason, Lauritsen, Director of Best Places to Work for Quantum Workplace. Pleasure to have you. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. All right. That's all the time we have for now. On behalf of my co-host, Ray Ann Thorne, our sponsor, Dovetail Software, and all who make this show possible, I'm Todd Schnick, Intrepid HR's coverage from HR Tech. We'll be right back. <laughs>